What is this, Pedro? Hey, everybody, this is the Adafruit Show and Tell. This is the best place to show off your awesome DIY projects, whether it be like PCBs or projects like with uh, 3D printing or wearables, or if you're taking us on a tour of your awesome workspace, uh, everything is game. I will be posting the link on adafruit.com slash, or I'm sorry, discord.gg slash adafruit to get the link and you can join in and show off your awesome project. We're going to take about 30 minutes to uh, check out everybody's project. Take about a minute or two to uh, show off your stuff and uh, just give us the elevator pitch of what you're working on. We're going to go in ahead and start off with Stefan. Let's go ahead and see. Oh, actually, no. Uh, sorry. Everything got all mixed up yeah. in the order. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start off with John. Okay. Hey, JJ. Hey, hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, not too bad. What's going on? What are you here to show off today? So I'm going to be uh, showing tomorrow a project on my uh, show, on the workshop show, where I'm going to uh, look at these really cool little inductive uh, powered LEDs. So here I've got yes. a little setup with a, uh, a welding minifig, little Lego guy. Awesome. Uh, and you can see I've got some nice lighting here, and the cool thing is that uh, no batteries required and no wiring. So this is just kind of free-floating yeah. uh, LEDs, and I've just set them on my little uh, welder guy's workbench there. And you can see if I cover oh, up cool. my uh, light source there a bit, you can see a little better. Uh, and so yeah. I'm going to show the um, little sort of display stand that I've built here. Uh, we'll be working on that to hide the inductive coils that are used to give us uh, lighting Sweet. in any orientation. So pretty much anywhere you go, you're gonna get these to light up. Uh, cool. And I also have a uh, tabletop miniature that my friend uh, Brian lent me that's uh, a familiar one to friends of Mandalorian. And uh, I was gonna say. a couple of little red ones in the thrusters there. Uh, so we'll be... Uh, we're playing around with some lighting for models, which uh, these things are incredible for that. So yeah. Really cool innovation to uh, be able to light up small stuff without uh, wiring anything and without worrying about batteries. So how freaking cool! Show yeah. Tomorrow. We've got to figure out ways to like incorporate this into some sort of interior design in the house somewhere. This is so yeah. freaking cool. So you have like two of them, right? One that's like vertical and one that's underneath. Yeah, and it's actually not necessarily um, required depending on the orientation of things. But since I wanted to have some stuff uh, planar to the ground and some other stuff planar to the wall, uh, it's helpful in that case to use a couple of coils, but you could also find creative ways to be sort of diagonal, and especially with these larger coils, uh, you can see here they're, um, they're happy to, to light at a lot of angles wow, and at cool. pretty great distances as you yeah. around. So uh, there's a smaller one, I haven't played around with it yet. Uh, that's this little coil here. Uh, the coil I'm using in here is about eight inch diameter. These little little ones uh, are lower voltage and uh, smaller range, but also mm. a lot tinier, so convenient yeah. for different different types of uh, little models that you'll build. How cool! So this will be on a uh, the tomorrow show. Up? Yeah, workshop show, show on tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, Thursday at uh, four o'clock Eastern. So come on by and we'll uh, awesome. play around with models. Yay! Thanks so much, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. See you guys. All right, next up, we're going to talk with Brian from DigiKey. All right, Brian, here we go. Hey, Brian. Hello. Howdy. Hey, guys. Hey. Bad here. Let me add your screen here, Brian. There we go. So you got some cool sensor stuff to show off? Right. Let's see if I can learn how to navigate. I can't see that at the same time because this is a... Ah, uh, yes. Is it zooming in for you? 
It is. It's it's coming in clearly. Excellent. All right. So this is a water sensor. This has saved me. I'm not sure how much money. I think I could tell you how much it would have saved us about $80,000 in kitchen repairs. <laughs> we had a main drain in our basement back up. Oh no. Because of tree roots. Oh jeez. And when you find two inches of questionable water in your basement. Yeah. I was suddenly motivated to create a water sensor that oh, um, I wanted to make it as simple as possible and draw as little power as possible so that you could battery power it and pretty much forget about it. Hmm. So the basic of basic elements here are just a dirt cheap, simple MOSFET. This is a 2N7000, a 10 meg pull down to keep the gate low. And for those unfamiliar with MOSFETs, just it's just going to act like an on-off switch. <laughs> and the, because it doesn't really draw anything when it's sitting in one state or the other, as far as like here, when it's turned, when it's pulled low, it, it draws next to nothing. Um, I can't wow. even measure it with a, a six-digit um, oh, wow. bench DMM. The huh. noise in the room is the same whether you huck it up or not. So that's awesome. So we've got a battery here, got a nine volt battery, and then these. This is your terminal here that you just hook up your two wires and run that wherever you anticipate huh. water misbehaving. Okay. Uh, I found out that you can kill a MOSFET pretty easy by exposing the gate to a little bit of static. Once it's in place, you're pretty solid, but something as simple as adding a, a one nanofarad capacitor to the gate slowed that rise time enough that I have yet to kill one just by adding that. It's not your normal <laughs> transient voltage suppressor, but it works. Nice. By using a pulsing buzzer, you know, that's just human interaction stuff that a constant tone doesn't grab oh, your yeah. attention nearly like something that turns off and on. Uh, especially if you've been to McDonald's or anywhere that, you know, hey, <laughs> the machine's yelling at you. Yeah. <laughs> then I took it one more notch and this is a, an elective thing. Normally you just pull the battery. Uh, if you've got a nine volt and it's just hanging there, but my wife didn't like that idea. She was <laughs> no. always afraid she was going to wreck something. So I put it in the case and then put a simple alternating, um, I think you can see the part down yeah. here. Just a simple push button switch that you click it once, it's off, click it again, it's on, and it's just switching back and forth. So, well, I shouldn't say off and on, but it takes the power away from the buzzer, runs it through a self-flashing LED, which these things come in really mm -hmm. handy. And then it's reminding you, hey, you turned it off, dude. You're yeah. not protected. So you click it again, you're back in action. That's awesome. I love it. So using I a by using a lithium battery, you're good for, I mean, their shelf life is like 10 years. Wow. Uh, they're expensive, but um, compared to water in the wrong spot. Dude, yeah, it's <laughs> a fraction. Yeah, I love that you have everything laid out here so people can just rewatch the video. And I think those are all the product ID numbers on DigiKey, right? Correct. Yep. And awesome. Yes. Yeah, so I could always you guys share, you the, share the URL. Oh, We're using Schemit, that, the built-in uh, diagramming tool that we have on our site. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah, no. Beautiful plug for that. Yeah, and awesome. If you want, I can show you a quick picture of it in action. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. please do. I'll bring Maybe. it in. Let's see. Share screen. Sorry, my first time. I'm sorry. Right. You're good. <laughs> here we go. See if it pops up somewhere. There it is. So right. here, this is one that I didn't. Let me see if I can zoom in here. So I just did bug that thing. Nice, just, nice. Um, it works. That one I ran a, <laughs> I ran a, a, a Zener across in, instead for a, huh. a transient voltage suppressor. And that one sits underneath our sink, as you can see. And the, the second pair of wires coming off, that actually goes underneath our dishwasher. And that saved us yeah. twice. Wow. We've got, got two bare wires snaked around underneath it. And so huh. we had a leak a couple times. Otherwise, you would only find out after yeah obvious amounts of water leak through the floor and into the basement so yes dude i want to build like i don't know like what six of these for like each bathroom and like have them like just everywhere like in the back because we're like now you terrified. never want to hear but oh, no you want to hear just in case like the earlier the better <laughs> yep it's like insurance yeah. here yeah you're oh, buying man. something I wonder, that i wonder if our rate would go down if we told them we had these <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, excellent project, Brian. This is fantastic. Ah, excellent. I cannot recommend people go check this out enough. Holy crap. This is great. <laughs> Thank right. you so much. Thanks, Brian. Take care, guys. Thanks. Bye. All right, next up, we're going to check in with Melissa. All right, Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hey, so I have this little gadget that I'm working on here. It's just a um, little terminal thing with a little seven inch LCD attached to a Raspberry Pi. And I have it running a little animated GIF player here. And mm -hmm. I have it so now if I go ahead and I turn this little knob on the back here uh, that I have, yeah. I can get it to kind of play. Or I can go backwards if I want to. Nice. And then I can click it and I can go to like the next one. Uh. And, <laughs> and I click it again and it'll go to the next one here. I only have like three on here so that it'll Great go to the original choices. one. <laughs> all cats so, yeah anyway so i'm writing a guide on this right now and that should be out uh either later Sweet. this week or next week and um this is actually going to be a, another way i'm going to be uh doing it but it'll be the same sort of thing awesome Excellent. and this Sweet. is uh the code you already committed to github i believe so people uh, no i haven't yet oh okay, okay. soon soon coming soon yeah yep. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks Excellent so progress. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to check in with Scott. All right, Scott. Scott. Hey. Hey. Whoa. And Scott's screen. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, we can hear Ooh, you. We can see your uh, pretty PCB. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I like how you were speaking from experience with water damage. I, oh, my I, gosh. We saw a neighbor go through me. that, and it's just like. Really it's always sad yeah just walking around like uh, all of these are like vacation rentals and they don't notice mm -hmm. and we have to like yep. call their management company and be like dude your uh, your roof's leaking i see your yep. water heater thingy is like <laughs> roofs now <laughs> but right. yeah that is yeah again awesome plug for digikeys uh all the products you can do to build your own yeah 100 percent. yeah um so what I've been working on is I'm trying to I, I'm diving into the Raspberry Pi, not 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 the Pico, not the RP2040, but like what people think of when they think of Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Um, I've been doing some. So what I'm trying to do is bring ultimately I want to bring CircuitPython bare metal to the Raspberry Pi 4. 
um, so that it will act like uh, act like Circuit Python, but uh, particularly have the ability to do display I/O on HDMI, mm -hmm. mm. um, and it will simplify it a, a bunch too because it will just act like Circuit Python still. Um, so I've been trying to like learn my way around the Cortex A series uh, chip, like CPUs on these chips. Um, they're they're meant for OS Linux class stuff, so they're a lot more complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, and one thing that I wanted was I wanted to be able to attach a debugger uh, to it. And uh, there's no Raspberry Pi boards that I know of where they just have a, a plug for it. But um, luckily on the 40 pin header, they've broken out the, the pins that you need. So uh, I whipped up this board um, and I sent it out to Oshpark yesterday. And basically what it is, is it's got um, it auto it, it wires up the debug headers. That's the big thing in the middle and the smaller thing on the left-hand side. Those are just like two form factors for the same plug. Um, it's got four LEDs at the bottom so that if you're doing debugging by LED, you can have LEDs that you can blink. Mm. Um, on the top left side is just a, a header that you can use like a USB to serial converter on. So that'll get you your serial output. Mm. Um, that's the default. And then because I had the room and the I squared C pins were right there, I threw a STEM QT on there yeah, as well. Sweet. So, uh, oh. it's, I, I'm not, I'm a software person, so I don't really like having like jumper wires everywhere. So um, yeah. I, I kind of like running PCBs like this, doing PC, PCBs like this mm -hmm. just to make it like more. Yeah, tidy, so you can unplug it and plug it back in or like switch stuff around. It's yeah, yep. it's super handy. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited to get that. Right now, I have all the wires going everywhere. Um, but yeah, if folks have experience in Raspberry, Raspberry Pi bare metal, feel free to ping me. Um, it doesn't work yet, so I can always Soon. use uh, an extra, extra set of eyes. Awesome. All right, cool. Sneak yeah. peek coming soon. I think you'll talk uh, touch up uh, a little bit on this on uh, your stream on Friday. Yep, that's the plan. Yeah, we'll continue working on it. Definitely made some good progress since the stream last week, too. Awesome. And oh, wait, no, I can't talk about it. I was gonna go, oh, I can't wait to try that thing. That, that, wait, I don't know if that's, nine, nine. I don't know if we can talk about it <laughs> soon. <laughs> I'm like so hyped about all the stuff you guys are all working on. Yeah, the Beely workflow stuff. Yeah. It'll yes. Ah, oh. all right. Let's cut to someone which else. Is, which, the is, <laughs> which is, well, which is why I was like, maybe Noah and Pedro would be willing to help test it. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Um, so that'll be good. Awesome. Thanks so much, Scott. Cool. Yeah, thank you. All right, have a good one. Bye. Okay, next up, we're going to jump in with some folks from the community. First up, we have Stefan. Stefan! Hey. Hello, hello. Hey, hello. Hey. So you got some cool cases to show off? Uh, no, no no cases yet. They are oh. still uh, in the making. So uh, oh, okay. at, at, at Home Assistant, we are working on a, a board, a custom board for Home Assistant. Oh. Um, it's okay, a Raspberry okay. Pi uh, carrier. Raspberry Pi uh, compute module carrier board. board. Uh, that's, that's basically, basically what you can, can see here. There we go. Okay. Oh, I see it. It's up. Yep, okay. it's up here. Okay. It looks cool. Yeah, so um, I mean, it's quite straightforward. Uh, uh, we made it with KiCad, obviously. <laughs> and uh, it uh, has an M.2 connector, so we can actually hook up uh, NVMe. So we have really yeah. uh, a lot of storage. Then we also put on um, this uh, Zigbee module, which okay. allows you uh, allows us to talk to um, mm. 
devices. And furthermore, we also have PoE. So this um, oh. device is actually running. Uh, it's hooked up to Ethernet. Cool. It's running and it's uh, it's actually controlling that bulb. Hey, right awesome. So yeah, um, it's, it's working, but you know, with hardware, if you want to get it out to people's hands, uh, we, we, you, yeah, we, you, you need to test it and you need to get it yeah. in volume and production yeah. is expensive and so on. So that's why we actually started a crowdfunding campaign uh, on crowd supply. And so if you, if you want to, if you want to get your hands on one of these uh, at one point, um, go check it out. It's on uh, home-assistant.io slash amber and you get redirected to crowdfunding or just awesome. uh, crowd supply or just go to crowd supply. You should okay. uh, see it there. Um, yeah, I think what what is kind of cool also to show. I mean, Home Assistant is open source software, right? And we're 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 a lot about kind of privacy first, and also open source hardware. So this will be open source as well. Oh. And so we're really trying to kind of uh, making the full stack basically, from yeah. like software down to hardware. And oh. I think it's yeah, it's quite exciting. Cool. Um, yeah, definitely post the link in the uh, the chat. Definitely check it yeah, out. Yeah, I will do. One thing which I think is cool for for especially for hardware hackers, maybe if you want to dive into Zigbee. So the Zigbee module we have on here is from Silicon Labs and it's a Cortex M thirty three. The mm -hmm. firmware, of course, is is kind of you know it's it's from Silicon Labs, so we cannot do much with it. It's not open source. It's um, it's it's what we get from them, but. Mm -hmm. It's a Cortex M33, so you can actually debug it. it um, we, we left on the debug um, uh, pin headers there, and we even hooked it up through SPI to the uh, Compute Module 4. So, huh. yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of open to, to, to get hacked. Huh. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, Stefan. Thank you. Welcome. All right. Bye. Bye. Cheers. OK, next up, we're going to talk with Liz. Hey, Liz. Hey, Hello. Hey. How's it going? It's good. good. All right. So this is a project I'm working on with you guys. Um, this hey. is a case. Uh, I brought it on last week. I had literally gotten the code working like 10 minutes before show and tell started. Um, so basically what this is, this is the RGB matrix um, uh, Stemma board uh, hooked up to a FeatherSense. And so the FeatherSense microphone is taking in audio data and then it's visualizing it into the LEDs um, using the MicroLab. Uh, library uh, and so I was playing around with different like color gradients this week it's kind of hard to get show on webcam but I think you can tell like when I'm talking like you're getting more green yeah. happening um, and so the gradient we kind of settle on is like more of like a kind of a brighter kind of rave rainbow because um, it shows a little bit more contrast and I think if I hold it up you can kind of I'll switch my camera you can see it a little bit better too um, see how it's like reacting and stuff so I think there's been some updates to the library recently yeah. as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it literally yesterday. Yeah, it's wild. So, yeah, so something we're working on. Cool. It's uh, remind me of that. What was that mask? I forget what artist it was. Uh, it was Lady Gaga. Yeah, like that mask. Did the visualizer yeah, right on? It's a small, cute, pocketable version. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. There you go. Cool. All right. Great progress, Liz. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk okay, to you later. Thank yep. you. All right. Next up, we're going to jump in and chat with Mark Kempler. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. And hey. Mark Screen. 
Yeah. Oh, hey. uh, so I know people like seeing works in progress and yes. it's really good because in discord right now, we're just talking about who started as software hardware. I definitely started <laughs> as a software developer. Um, I always was interested in hardware, but CircuitPython really got me into the whole world a lot more. And uh, so this is now my design for um, an idea that came out of show and tell actually uh, of a smaller version in some ways of the fun house. And this is the first board I've ever designed with an actual microcontroller on it. Um, so there was some discussion. I have to give credit to doctor and uh, discord. He gave me a lot of good ideas on what features he'd like to see in this type of board, but to be able to have a Wi-Fi enabled board just anywhere in your house and quickly plug in sensors through STEM QT and report it to Adafruit IO. Yeah. Um, so there, there's lots of boards that you can use for that, but I thought, well, can I add in some features? Like what would you want in sort of an all-in-one board so you're not having to combine a few things? So I don't actually have a lot of 3D parts, but there's a buzzer, LEDs, uh, well, a couple of the, the switches like reset and boot, but just a general purpose switch as well. Just so then you could take one of these things plug in whatever sensor you want, or you chain several of them together yeah. and uh, plug it in wherever in your house you need. Wow. Right now it is only USB powered though. That's the only downside. I think that's good. Um, yeah. Um, which, like, uh, which micro is this based off the ESP? This will be the ESP32 S2, okay. the same one that's in the fun house and the, okay. the mag tag. Yeah. Uh, it, it was actually one of the first ports that I did port specific code on CircuitPython for. So I was a little bit more familiar with that and had read the 600 page manual for. Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's another fun lesson I learned in all this is the, the, the length of some of these microcontroller manuals. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. No, this but, is excellent progress so far. I think uh, attaching a water sensor, I think, for the, through the <laughs> STEMA, yes. it's definitely going to be a, a goal. I, when I bought my house, the basement had just been redone because of the hot water tank going. Oh so God. it hasn't been my problem, but I've owned my house for a while now. So I should probably put one down there. You don't want it to be your problem. <laughs> this is a good insurance policy good right advice. here. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what you're really building. <laughs> Can thanks so much. That. Okay, yeah, thanks for Please come by next time with some yeah, more progress. Yeah. Great. Hopefully I'll have a manufactured board soon. Yeah. Oh, awesome. all right. Can't wait. Thanks, Mark. Thanks. Check you next time. All right, next up, uh, uh, Gustav. Gustav. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mark. We'll, we'll come to you in a little bit later. Uh, Gustav, right here. When people jump out, like I think oh, it like, moves around. I didn't, I didn't recognize myself there for a second. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. My mistake. Hi. So I was on the show until like a month ago, and I showed off. Uh, I'd taken a circuit uh, a playground blue fruit and turned it into a um, remote control for my board game web app and then oh. communicating via web Bluetooth. OK. So um, so the idea was you're going to pass that around. Um, but then I figured I wanted to run wires so that every player could have a button where they're sitting. So yeah. I'll show that. I'm to move my thing around a little bit. Let's see if this is visible. Yep. Right. So the first thing you probably notice is that I have baby bells here. Um, now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Baby bells are amazing capacitive touch buttons because 
I can pick them up by the red piece, and it's not going to detect the touch. Oh. But if I, but if I touch oh. the cheese, then it's activated. <laughs> so I'm just going to activate the game timer here. Um, so the idea is simple. When the blue player is done, he just touches the cheese, and it goes over to the green player, Letty, who can then touch his cheese, and that's simple enough. But my game timer have kind of a need for two buttons, one button for ending your turn and another button for passing the round. So how would I do that with a capacitive touch? Well, I just programmed it so that if I... Yeah. Next up, Letty. So that if I just <laughs> press and hold for like two seconds, I have a little timer thing so that it figures out that, oh, that was a long touch. Mm -hmm. And I guess you could do similar things with like double tap and whatever you want, but I just needed yeah. two buttons from one capacitive touch huh. sensor. So um, so that's that's that. Awesome. And then well, when the game's done, it. I guess the winner gets to eat all the cheese. <laughs> I love that. That would definitely be the prize. I think that's the prize, yeah. yeah. The thing that I'm a little bit confused about is if I run it off battery power, so it's not connected to like a sink or ground or anything. The capacitive touch seems to not work so well, oh. unless I run a wire from ground to one of the ground ports mm. on the thing. Mm. So okay. if, if someone can explain why that is, <laughs> okay. then, maybe then somebody in Discord. Yeah, in Discord because I'm yeah, yeah. why. Yeah, cool. No. Thanks so much, Gustav. Yeah. Great progress, Gustav. Bye, yeah. everybody. Bye. Bye. And now I need some cheese. <laughs> okay, not before Mark. Hughes. Hey, Mark. Hello, Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Hey, how are you? Good. The amount of attention-seeking behavior I've been exhibiting on the other side yeah. of the string yard has just been insane. So thank you for taking <laughs> me. Hey, uh, I run a, a site for some sponsors called Teach Me PCB. So all you people out there who are looking at these PCBs and you want to learn how to make one yourself, uh, we're going to teach you. And this year's project is a keyboard based hey. off of some of JP's work. So um, this is the one, you know, you can get off of uh, Pimeroni. We're making our own. This will be the demo. It just came in about 30 minutes ago. Um, I don't have, obviously, don't have time to solder it and populate it, but this is just the demo. You get to design your own. And we're giving away... A lot of the parts you need, 25 lucky participants, you're going to get everything they need. This is nothing. This is a real leader I was using for attention. So visit Teach Me PCB, sign up. We're going to start October 11th. You only need to devote about two to three hours per week. Um, I've got hooks into manufacturers, the same people that make the Osh Park boards are making ours. Oh, uh, DigiKey sponsored. Um, last year, we were able to give away a nice uh, Keysight oscilloscope. Um, wow. LTM licenses, all sorts of fun stuff. 100% free. We're not oh, selling cool. your information or anything. Um, the only <laughs> gig is that you have to look at the sponsor logos whenever you log on to the site. That's oh. the extent of the advertising. How cool. I like how you had everything on like a bandolier. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude. That is like the modern day like Rambo, dude. <laughs> that's so awesome. That's what I was, so going. I was going for Rambo. Yeah. That's, that's so nice. cool. It's a good uh, costume, I think, but only like certain people would know what that is. <laughs> oh, cool! Thanks so much for uh, for the, uh, the 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 plug. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to put it all over LinkedIn. Um, if okay. you know any aspiring engineers, engineers in the pipeline, that's really who we're targeting. But anybody who is motivated, if you can breadboard. I'm trying to provide you enough information to complete the course. Last year we had uh, 
you know, like 600 engineers sign up. We even had like a 10th grader. But, oh, you know, wow. we did a competition. He came in second. Huh. A 10th oh, grader. Cool. Yeah, he's going to have my job if he ever figures out what my job is. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's not bad. <laughs> so thank you that's so good. much for your time, gentlemen. Um, and oh, thank you. my attention-seeking behavior. <laughs> All right, Mark. Thanks have a good Mark. one. Thank okay. you so much. Bye, guys. All right, everybody, thank you so much for, for coming in. We ended just in time. Don't leave yet because in just about two minutes, yes. we'll have Lamar and Phil, Mr. Lady Ada, will come on and do a full hour of open source hardware. All that and all the cool new things coming out. So stay tuned. All right, folks, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.